All right, there we go. Hey. Hey. Hi, Josiah. Hi, Andrew. <laughs> um, so uh, to get started with this podcast, um, we finally decided on a name for the podcast. Woot woot. What's the name? Uh, did you forget the name? I totally did. I don't know, but I like it. There you go. Yeah. I don't know, but I like it. It's the, the podcast of um, music sharing, mm-hmm. music exchange. Music discovery. Music discovery. Cool. So um, should we jump right into uh, the band that I chose for this week to share with you? Let's go. All right. So um, the band that I wanted to share with you is a band that I've known of for a really long time and is definitely like special to me in different ways called American Analog Set, the American Analog Set, if you're trying to find them. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you want to start with like your impressions first and then I can follow up with like thoughts and history and stuff? No, let's, why don't you, why don't you start and just let us like, when did you come in contact with this album? Yeah. What did you love about it? I have lots of notes. Yeah. Okay. But let's start with your, uh, Okay. Your background. All right. So the the specific album was Set Free, right? Yep. Okay. So American Analog Set, uh, the album is Set Free. Um, so the way that I discovered this band um, was actually a recommendation from a friend um, that goes back to high school, I think. Um, okay. I have this friend from high school. His name was Tom Eibling. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh we played in in like some very early bands like he was in like one of the the first bands that i was in that like played live yeah and um really cool dude very talented um like a designer too and uh he made me a whole bunch of like cds of bands that he was into and one of the cds or a couple of the cds i think were american analog set cds um I don't know that Set Free was on there, mm-hmm. um, but I always like really enjoyed them. Um, I would describe their uh, their sound as like very uh, very chill, yeah, um, and laid back. And so I think I kind of gravitated to that as like kind of like a relaxing thing to listen to. Um, and uh, yeah, that's how I found out about them. Um, a little bit of their background, I guess, uh, that I've i've learned over the years the main guy from this band the songwriter his name's andrew kenny um and the band Two first names yeah andrew kenny <laughs> exactly um and uh and they're from austin texas originally nice um, good, good for them they have like uh, uh this like connection to the band broken social scene okay um and i so i guess they've like toured with them and they were like on the same label and like were maybe on at some point on a label owned by someone within broken social scene okay. i'm trying to like remember the history that i've They're i've like, like learned band, and looked up band buddies they're band buddies yeah, yeah. and um they could have been in the broken social scene because there's like probably 30, yeah everyone's in broken social scene right members. yeah um I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, and uh, so they're they're a band that like formed in the mid '90s and kind of, I think they disbanded like 2005 ish or something like that. Okay. Um, uh, so this, like around this album? Yeah, this was their last album. Oh, too. Wow. okay. Um, I think it's like one of those. Uh, you know, 
someone was saying this to me recently. Every band only has like good uh, three good albums in them. Okay. Have you heard that before? I think I might have. I, I don't fully agree with it, but it is true for a lot of bands, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think this might be like their fourth album technically, if you don't count like the compilations. Yeah. Um, is Can you fact check me? I am fact checking you right now. Yeah. And it looks like you are actually three albums. Oh, this one. Okay. They only yeah. had good three. Good. They had, I know they had Golden they had Band. They had three in them. And then they had a, you know, uh, some B-sides. Yeah. So there's, there's Set Free, The Golden Band, and what's the one with the heart called? Uh, no by Heart. No by Heart. <laughs> I should have known that. Um, yeah. Okay. So they only had three good albums in them. What, what do I know? Actually, hold on. I think I clicked the wrong link. Let me fact check myself. Yeah. Nope. Four. 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 Oh, what's the other one? Oh, hold on. Oh God, we're yeah. They I have feel a like, lot. I feel like there's some like live albums and like compilations in there though. Yeah. Let's see. So we oh, have fun of watching the fireworks. That one is an original. Yeah, the fun of watching the fireworks. I think this might be. Uh, this is like a, a live album, so we'll skip that. The Golden Band. Um, those are B sides. Know by heart, promise of love, and then set free. So what? Five. Five. Okay. Yeah. All right. So then, I stood corrected, but I, but now you stand corrected. Yeah, we, we're doubly corrected. Yeah. Okay. This is good. There's yeah. a checks and balances system. I like system. this. Yeah. It feels healthy. It feels um, healthy. But uh, anyway, like set free is one of those albums. Oh, actually, man, I'm tangenting this one. Let's I'm go. so sorry. I wanted to say they're like they I think they were formed like in the mid to late 90s, like mm-hmm. at least after 95. Um, and to me, they're one of these bands like to fit them into a category with other bands that I also have heard and like. They're one of those like kind of like chill wave indie rock bands. Yeah. Um, and I I like to compare them to this band called the Beta Band. Um okay. And a lot of people haven't heard the beta band. And the only reason I've heard the beta band is because of the movie um, High Fidelity with John Cusack. Nice. Have you seen it? Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. So the the beta band is the band playing in the record store when they're having the, the sale. Yeah. And uh, and the John Cusack's character says to like um, one. Of, I don't know if I don't think it's Jack Black. I think it's the other guy that works in there. He's yeah. like. What, he's like watch me sell uh the three eps by the beta band <laughs> and he puts it on and this guy is like grooving out he's like what is this and uh and john cusack is like the beta band and this guy's like it's good and he's like i know and <laughs> i don't know it's just a yeah. silly scene um but they're man the american analog set and the beta band they i feel like if I was putting together like a uh, a festival of bands like this, they yeah. go together so well. And then the other one that I think I'm pretty sure you have heard of is Bell and Sebastian. Yeah, I like Bell and Sebastian. Instrumentally, is you know way goes a lot crazier than um, than the American Analog set. Like you know they have like horns and uh and like strings and do a lot of different things yeah but they also have a lot of the same like baseline like you know the the electric piano sounds the voice i think is very similar yeah. um 
And, uh, and so those are the, those are the two other bands that I really lumped them in with. Um, and also from the same era, you know, like late nineties, early two thousands. It's, it's really funny that you mention um, high fidelity because I was actually uh, this, this album for some reason was giving me empire records vibes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like just like very like, uh, you know, bob your head, um, just like real jammy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, just something about, I mean, the songs drive, right? Yeah. Like even if they're calm, they have this constant, like, um, constant, uh, beat or rhythm yeah, cadence, you know yeah. yeah cadence that's a yeah. better word i don't i don't want to use musical words but yeah. yeah yeah totally um yeah i i loved i loved this album i thought it was really interesting that you chose um not their favorite album you know it looks like their most popular album is no by heart yeah and no by heart know? has some great songs on it and um well, I, I will say the first album I heard by them was Golden Band. Okay. And I listened to that a lot when I was younger, and I listened to Know By Heart a lot. But uh, the one thing I definitely wanted to say about Set Free and the reason why I chose this, um, you know, obviously I wanted to ch find something that maybe you weren't, uh, you maybe hadn't heard before, yeah. um, but was something that was like kind of a curveball for me. Like you might expect like some like nineties emo or something. Yeah. But is definitely in my top albums that like most people don't know about, about me. Yeah. You know? Um, and, uh, and set free specifically is one I've listened to so much. And I, I'm not sure why it just, I've gravitated it to it so much. And, um, it used to be an album that I would fall asleep to. Yeah. Like I, I've always, love listening to music um when i uh when i sleep and um and so i'd kind of created this rotation of albums that um that i enjoyed listening to at night that might might have been calmer albums yeah like i i don't i don't think this is a boring album in any way because like if i'm just on the car listening to it i still like rock out to it yeah but it it has this like certain relaxing calmness to it that I really enjoyed. And so set free is something I've listened to for years to fall asleep to so much. So that when I used to have Spotify, my Spotify wrapped every year, they were my number one artist. Oh, that's tight. You know? Yeah. Um, so, so that's why I wanted to, to have, have you listen to this one. Yeah. Um, and you know, it has some, it has some like really great songs on there. Yeah, for sure. I, I think, <clears throat> you know, this, this album, um, is, and, you know, I think one, one thing, one attribute that makes an album like chill or, yeah. you know, sort of like easy on you mm -hmm. is when it is, um, when it has like, uh, sort of shallower builds and I'll have yeah. to unpack that a little bit, but it like where, you know, the quietest part of the song and the loudest part of the song is not very different. Yeah. You know? It's, it's dynamically, um, it's not as, it's not as 
uh, it doesn't have it as large as dynamic range yeah, as like totally you know one other band i will compare i i want to compare them to not because i think they sound the same but because they were also in my rotation of sleep bands yeah uh and contrast them to is um Siga Rose. oh yeah and yeah, so yeah, you totally. know like Siga Rose is they have a calmness to them but they're yeah. not quiet they can get really loud yeah, their really dynamic dyna- range yeah. is and they can get really quiet, crazy. right? You know, yeah. their dynamic range is crazy. And so I want to contrast those two. Like this this band does not have a huge dynamic range. Yeah. Um that doesn't mean there's not like feeling or emotion in them, but like I I, I get where you're coming yeah, from. Yeah, and and that's not a slight either. That like that is one of the things that I enjoyed a lot about the album is it very much sounds like, you know, three dudes or however many of them there are just like Mm -hmm. in a living room just jamming for hours yeah you know yeah and i could totally like it made me really miss being in a band because you know you'd have especially like you have like a new song and you just like enjoy playing you play that verse too like you play the same four chords over and over again and and you love it and it's so fulfilling for some reason you know even even the simplicity um and one thing i want to say about that that it sounds like four dudes is i feel like across their albums their sound is very consistent oh yeah um like you know listening to know by heart and set free it they could be like you know a double album to me um, and I think a lot of that, uh, one of the things I really wanted to talk about, two major things I want to talk about is their instrumentation yeah. and the way that they write music. Um, so like the instrumentation is, uh, the drummer often plays, if not always plays with brushes. Okay. Did you yeah. notice that? Um, I, I can definitely picture it now. Yeah. I don't yeah. Think you, I, you, I, you don't realize that first cause it yeah. like rocks, right? Yeah. Um, but it's, it's often brushes and, um, and like, it's, it's definitely like his own voice or their own voice. I don't know who plays drums. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and then, you know, the, the makeup after that, you know, they have a bassist, um, at least one guitarist. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know that I hear multiple guitars and I, I don't remember from looking up like the history of the band, how many members were, but the other thing is like on almost every song is like the same electric piano like it's like yeah. kind of a road sound mm-hmm. um or uh I'm trying to think of another electric piano i think it might be a fender Rhodes. Mm-hmm. um but and that's it you know and it's like the the same instrumentation across yeah. the board and it's very consistent um and they all are playing the right things for these songs you know yeah. like um you know when when like a band just locks in and they know they know what to play to everything. I yeah, don't know how they're to in the, describe that. They're thing. in the pocket. They're in the pocket with yeah, each other. Yeah, absolutely. It, it definitely, it definitely feels like the, like, oh yeah, this, like, let's go, let's keep playing this interlude or whatever. Yeah. And oh, then, yeah. and then they're like, oh yeah, we need to put, we need to put some like some vocals on this. And then, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. And then so like that's. Yeah. And not to say that the the vocals seem like just added on, but it definitely feels like they jammed the, for a long yeah, time. Yeah, the instrument yeah. is like pounded out, and they yeah. are 
you know, in the pocket, they're feeling that. And sometimes like in these songs, they'll just like jam. Yeah. I was going to say there are some songs that are just jam songs too, like in their catalog. And even I think on this album, um, I think the, the one that's a two parter, the second part might just be a jam. Yeah. There's a, there's a couple of, um, instrumental tracks, which I want to talk about later. Yeah, definitely. But, um, yeah, I like I thought oh man, that's that's the biggest thing that sort of reached out to me is that they are just so they're okay being in the atmosphere that they create, yeah. you know. Um like so on let's see, on Play Hurt, so this this the seventh track. Mm. There's just the bassist like he's only playing two notes the entire song mm-hmm. and most of it is just him sitting on just one note and like it it just for me it it kind of reveals in my own nature like how um how like easily distracted i am am or like how I guess anxiety ridden my my you know guitar playing or like music musicianship yeah is because I like I want to write the next thing you know I want to write the next part yeah yeah you know and like if I were a bassist in that band like I would want to move on to something else. You might not have the restraint. I would not have the restraint. Yeah, yeah. I can tell you right now, I would not have the restraint to not put a crazy bass line right here. Yeah. But it's it's exactly what that song needed. That's, yeah. Well, one thing, you know, I have a lot of opinions on bass players and like a great bass player knows when to go crazy and knows when to hold back and has the restraint and, you know, uh, as a former bass player, I think I've definitely not always had the restraint. I definitely know that there's been times when I did, went a little too crazy when I probably shouldn't have, you yeah, know? Yeah, totally. Um, but uh, I think that's, you know, that's that speaks a lot about their, like, their craftsmanship as as a group, you know? Like, yeah. being able to, to do that, you know? Yeah, and there's something so so cool yeah about like a band that doesn't feel like they need to do all that other stuff isn't isn't there something about this band that is like these are the cool kids like they even have a song called the cool kids i don't i don't think it's about themselves but but isn't it like like you listen to this and it's like it's like cool but they're not gonna judge me Mm -hmm. you know what i mean there's like there's like uh, it's college va- band vibes. College like band the vibes. Really cool yeah. indie guys in college yeah. that work at the the local radio station. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I, like totally, totally. Um, I think there's other bands. I can't think of one off the top of my head. I I kind of want to say Pavement, but I don't like you know like Pavement is like a cool band, but they're yeah. also like might be a little too pretentious. You yeah, know, they know. They're they too, know. They're they know cool. that they're cool. This yeah. band is like a cool band on accident and they're probably a bunch of nerds that do work at the radio yeah. station, you know, or, yeah. or the computer club they, or they something. They feel like uh, a bunch of older brothers. They feel yeah. like your older brother, Yeah, you know, but yeah. like your nice older brother. Yeah. Well, but I don't have a, a nice older brother. Well, neither do I, but wait, were you born in 87? Huh? 88. 88. Damn it. 
I was saying you could be my nice older brother, but when yes. in eighty eight were you? I think I was born in eighty seven. Oh dang! So, so you're my older brother I, then. <laughs> I'll be nice. The nice older Thank you. brother. <laughs> Starting now. Yeah. From now on, you're gonna Mike. be nice to me. Mike is my nice older brother. Yeah. yeah. He he can be my nice. And Daniel. Older Daniel's a little older than me too. Okay. Speaking of Mike, mm-hmm. so this is a good segue. So I was this. You know, I was looking at when this album came out. Yeah. 2005. Mm-hmm. And it felt very 2005. Yeah. You know, like it felt like it really, you know, encapsulated what was happening that time. So I, you know, I looked up other albums that came out in 2005. Oh, nice. And it's like, cra- like it's crazy. The, all of the staples, mm-hmm. all of the indie staples that came out in 2005 so you know i'm wide awake it's morning bread bright ice nice came out in 2005 um plans by death cab for cutie plans came out in 2005 2005. oh my gosh i thought that came out a little bit later than that yeah so and you know mike gonzalez shout out to you uh black sheep boy by ockerville rither oh ockerville yeah yeah came out on 2005 fills by animal collective mm-hmm. illinois by sufyan sufyan's another kind <clears throat> of i think musically different but has that chillness oh for sure yeah absolutely um yeah and and i think that there's a lot of there's a lot of similarities there i think i think sufyan and you know the analog set they might not be in the same room but they're yeah. in the same house you know yeah the other thing that i want to say about this list i do i'm sure you have more but if i could butt in because you mentioned death cab let's go uh i think that earlier death cab while was more had more of a dynamic range and actually was a little more punk rock i think early death cab and american analog set have a lot of similarities like you yeah absolutely uh, the the album with uh like with the boat on the front yeah. Uh, I forget the little rowboat. I forget what Death Cab album that is. I'm with you, dude. I don't know if it's you can play these songs is it with the, chords or something. Is like it the that. one with styrofoam plates? Yeah. 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 Very very about. similar, uh, in a lot of ways. And the other thing I want to say is the um, the singer of this band, Andrew Kinney, put out a split EP. It was on this record company that put out a series of split EPs, um, and uh, it was with Ben Gibbard. Uh, so like I think Andrew Kinney did three or four songs and Ben Gibbard did three or four songs. Yeah. Um, it was called Home Volume Something oh, Other. Dude, there, there's I've, a lot of different volumes. I've listened to that quite to a bit. To the death, uh, to no, the Ben to Gibbard home. one. Yeah, yeah, the Ben Gibbard one. Okay, so well the other, if you look up that, um, if you look that up, uh, Andrew Kinney is on the other half, and Ben Gibbard covers an American Analog set song, wow. and I think, and I think vice versa. Andrew Kinney covers um, Line of Best Fit. That's so tight. And it's so good. Um, so anyway, yeah, I wanted to say, I want to talk about that crossover between Death Cab. Yeah, all-time quarterback. That's, uh, mm. you know, Bing Gibbard's, Bing Gibbard's solo project. Yeah, I don't think um, it was released as all-time, though, was it? I don't know. Let's look. Yeah, I'm going to look. I'm going to look it up. I don't know if it's on title. Um, but, yeah, I like, I totally see the, the Bing Gibbard crossover um other other fills that i was feeling is uh you know some pinback 
some pinback mm-hmm. vibes, especially yeah. like with the electric guitar, very like plucky but jammy at the same time. Yeah. Um, and there's like th- the tone of their guitar was very similar. It was like um, I don't know how, like the best way to describe, it, but it's like ultra clean. You know, yeah, it's super clean, very party. It's clean, but it's got a little bit of um, like tube tone. If yeah, that makes totally. Sense. But uh, dry at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's it. that's it. Um, also, you know, vocally, I was given getting some Jimmy World vibes. Yeah, you know what? His voice, some I, Jim Atkins. Yeah, it has that um, that air. Yeah. Has the air quality. Yeah. Especially on, um, let's see, I think it was Play Hurt. Um, yeah. Like his vocals. I mean, that whole song sounds like it could be, you know, uh, like a, a Jimmy World jam. Yeah. You know, like Hear You Me or something like that. Yeah. You know? And that's the song I was thinking about earlier, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh my god, are we MFEO? Are we the same? <laughs> um, I wanted to circle back on this home. It's Home Volume Five. It was put out on Post Parlo Records. Okay. Uh, they put out uh, like other ones too. Um, so it's four tracks by um, Ben Gibbard, uh, which had some like s- this song. Um, you remind me of home is a bop. Oh yeah. Um, all I love all the Ben Gibbard songs on here, but he also covers the song called Choir Vandal- Vandals, which is an American analog set um, song. And then the flip side is uh, Andrew Kinney does four songs, and he covers Line of Best Fit, which is mm. like hella good Death Cab song. Yeah. And I think Andrew Kinney's version is super good. Probably. Yeah. I don't want to say I like it more than the Death Cab song, <laughs> yeah. uh, but equally at the very least. Like, oh, wow. I, I okay. put it up there. It's up yeah. there. It competes. It competes for sure. Nice. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's so, like, I love connections like that, which is like, oh, this album that you have mm. listened to before, there's like a, there's that other name on that album, it, like, is an actual person. And yeah. They're in this other band that you'd like to, you know? For sure. I love that. Um, what's like, what's your favorite, what's your favorite track? Um, on this album, uh, I like, um, I like the first track. This, I like track one born on the cusp. Okay. It's probably the song I've heard the most. Cause I'd often put this on <laughs> and then the fall asleep by, yeah. <laughs> okay. But here's the, here's the kicker. I also really love uh, the last track. I forget the name, um, but I was like jamming to it earlier. Fuck this, I'm leaving. Yeah. Um, And, uh, you know, one of the things I want to say about the consistency of sound, you were talking about the guitar tone earlier. Yeah. One of the things that I have to say about like all of their songs, even, you know, Born on the Cusp and this other one, is the chords that they use are very like very similar throughout all their own their songs even though sometimes they're like interesting shapes yeah but they just listening to them they just sound like a power chord without the eighth often Mm. you know you know like when you play that like small power chord it's just like the first and the fifth note um it has that very like raw clean sound yeah um and everything they play sounds like that and i started to like look up how to play some of these songs 
and they're really interesting chords um that are like built off of a power chord um but like i was looking up like born on the cusp and it plays a d chord Mm -hmm. is the first chord but it is like it puts the fifth in the lower note so it actually plays a d and then it plays it does like throw a third in there so it's like a d um f sharp Mm -hmm. so that's a full d note but it's actually like an e major shape moved up one string no one listening is going to care about this yeah it's great like but it's a really cool sounding chord it it takes like a an actual like full legal chord yeah and it's legal yeah, you it's know, legal. like a, a le- like a legal chord is a first, a third, uh, and a is fifth. Is that a real right? thing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just well, that's, shows I don't my know, ignorance. No, I don't know if that's the name, but like yeah. an actual chord. Yeah, yeah, like, totally. Yeah, like you uh, in music theory, an actual chord is always a first, a third, third, and a, f- a fifth, and then yeah. anything that you put on top of that makes it some sort of special chord. Like C add nine yeah. is like a first, a third, a fifth, and then the ninth, which is actually. I guess like the second in a chord. It's weird. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I love the chord shapes anyway. They have this very, um, I was, I forgot to look it up, but I was trying to think of like the music history um, era, mm. but um, there's like an era of music that was very like fifth heavy, like yeah. very pentatonic. Um, and it was like, like medieval. If you think about like medieval, um, music uh you know like robin hood type times there they you know you sit down at a piano and you just play fifths you'll hear it Mm -hmm. you know isn't isn't house music super heavy on the on the fifths i don't know anything about house music to be honest yeah i don't only know the music that i so let's not yeah let's (laughs) (laughs) i don't i don't want to be like i will admit when i don't know something um yeah no totally i so i was Speaking of chords, I was really, and this could be completely wrong. This is just the vibe I get. Yeah. But like a lot of their guitar, um, it really reminded me of like, you know, you have like an open E string. Yeah. And you're playing like the open E string, but with like the, yeah, what, what is it? Like the third, but you're played high. Yep. You know, yep. that kind of like um ringing low but high at the same time but like it rings out so that was that was another thing i was thinking too that i wanted to talk to you about it has a lot of the songs have a very droning sound right it it has that low drone that's like the same note throughout the whole song yeah and um and i feel like they switch it up sometimes it's like the piano playing the drone note somewhere in the background sometimes i think it is the guitar on the the songs that i looked up the actual like chords on weren't those songs but Yeah, you're absolutely 100% right. I I heard that same thing. Which that's another like great trick for chill, yeah. chillability. Yeah, exactly. You know, is like like just staying like some really like drone heavy is yeah. just like lulls you. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um yeah, it makes me think of like um you know, you you tune to drop D yeah. on an acoustic and then you just let that D hang out and then you play chords on like totally. the A and the A and the D string. Yeah. Very um, like Kings of Leon. Yeah. Kind of. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Totally. Um, I really loved uh, Cool Kids Keep. Mm-hmm. So track four. Yeah. Um, and track five is really good. I mean, there's just like a really solid 
you know, they're doing the death cab thing and having like a solid, it's a you know, album mid. Yeah, yeah. Mid string. So, you know, I really like to play hurt, which is mm-hmm. a couple songs later. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I love this album. I'm excited to dive deep into like the rest of their, you know, the rest of their, um, discography, you mm-hmm. know, the, the parts of the discography that the rest of the world likes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I mean, you know, yes, they have a more popular album, but I don't um, know, this is, this is the one I like. No, no. And, and I'm so glad you picked it because this is actually, I, I'd only heard one song by the American analog set prior to this. And I, I believe it was something off of, um, no, no by, by heart. heart. It was yeah. probably punk as fuck. Probably. And that, I think that song gets a lot of attention because of the name, but it's a hell yeah. of a good song. Yeah. yeah. It's got that. Yeah. Um, that surprise. Yeah. Surprise chord. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was, um, you know, some other similar bands I was feeling was, you know, very a lot of Page of the Lion. Yeah, fills. yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, musically too, I think kind of like yeah. the lower core, the way the that um, you know the the chords and the drums kind of work yeah. together on some of those er- earlier Pedro albums. Precision. Yeah, you know, yeah, like that's that's one thing that I feel like Pedro does a lot is like it's just so precise. Yeah, every mm-hmm. note is like where it's supposed to be. It's never like yeah. just happens to be an accord. It's like a note that's there for a reason. Yep. And that's how that same like um you know uh that same vibe um I got from the analog set mm-hmm. and set free was just like everything is very purposeful. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um which is awesome. Um Songs Ohio, another mm-hmm super jammy <laughs> super jammy band not so much like vocally because he has yeah. like a very distinct um very distinct vocal but um definitely like sort of the musicality of it yeah yeah um have you ever listened to slow core do you know what slow core is it's, as like a genre yeah uh i don't think i have on purpose but like yeah saying that name i'm like if you're gonna say this sounds like a slow core thing yeah i would be like that sounds like an appropriate label for this band totally yeah totally um I don't, i'm not an expert yeah at slow core and what exactly i mean i get pretty uh like brain numb whenever mm-hmm. people start arguing about genres but yeah um slow core is something i've i've just recently found and it feels like it it this would fall into that realm. Um, so have you heard the band low? Yes. Yes. So they're, they're like a, that they sort of encapsulate. Mm -hmm. Is that a word? I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, slow core of Mm -hmm. just kind of like trudging, Mm -hmm. like not worried about, you know, low BPMs, you know, just like, stay in there for a while mm-hmm. you know but yeah nice i i definitely got that from these guys nice so um unfortunately in 2005 whenever all of these brilliant indie albums were being released 
and all the cool kids were actually listening to these when they were getting released. Yeah. I was listening to um, basically Warp Tour bands, <laughs> you, you know, which is it's not, not bad, but no um, judgment. Okay. You know, Census Fail, Starting Line. Yes, I yes, made a list. Yes. Simple Plan, which we, well, no, no, no. We, t- we talked I, about Newfound no Glory. Yeah. Um, you know, Simple Plan is like Newfound Glory is like, like little brother. I feel like. Yeah. I'm, that I feel like they're a band that like if you had to compare like fame amountness, I almost I feel like they're super equal, you know, like yeah. like you know, depending on who you talk to, one was bigger than the other. Like they're both on major labels, but they definitely weren't as big as Blink or anyone else, yeah. right? That's interesting. I yeah, I I always thought that Simple Plan was like the pop version of Newfound Glory. I think I think Newfound Glory definitely went was a lot more like rock. Yeah. Rockier. Um yeah. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. I I would say that Number one, there's nothing wrong with what you were listening to in those years because I was. Li- Here's the thing, though, and this is not like tooting my own horn. I was listening to all those same bands, yeah. like Starting Line, Senses Fail, anything yeah. on Drive Through Records, all of that like current pop. Yeah. But I was also listening to American Analog Set because that's the same year that Tom gave me these CDs. I hate you, dude. <laughs> um, but I miss I miss mix CDs. It so has much. to do with exposure, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like we had different circles back then, like. Yeah. I met you in like, we graduated in 2006. So I met you in like, after we graduated, maybe like 2007 or yeah. later that year of 2006. Cause I remember meeting you at, um, Impresso, uh, Java Roma. I think it was 2006. I think it was after we had graduated. Cause I, I was just like, I had no job. I wasn't going to Delta yet. I was just hanging out at Java Aroma. Yeah, just wearing your blazer. Yeah, exactly. With your, with your sideburns. You know me. <laughs> I um, love you. <laughs> so anyway, like, you know, I met you like a year after all of this, but um, it had to do with circle of, of friends at the time, right? Like yeah. I had some people, even though they were my own age, they were kind of like my musical older brothers yeah. that were like, hey, you got to like, they probably, in fact, Tom who introduced this to me mm-hmm. and some and a lot of my other friends that introduced me to the cool music yeah were probably cringing at me for being yeah. like yeah that's cool but I also like Newfound Glory yeah. and I also like Vanessa Carlton mm-hmm. and like stuff that's being played on B93 that's like <laughs> the softer rock Puddle station of mud. Uh, I didn't like, okay, I didn't like, here's the thing. I didn't like puddle of mud back then, but, and I don't like them as people now, but that song does go hard. Bottom of the bottle or whatever it's called. Like that's a good, there's some good riffs in that song. I, I will admit. Oh man. Yeah. No, definitely. I, you had found like the, like your place, like among creatives, Mm-hmm. Or at, like at at that moment, and I had not. I was yeah. still like, it's all luck though. Like I just fit in with the, you know. I just happened jocks. to go. I just happened to go to a school that these people that knew these things just happened to be. Yeah. And I hung out with them because someone introduced me to them, or I, you know, we wore similar clothes, and like I wasn't hanging out with the jocks because I wasn't, you yeah. know. <laughs> uh. They didn't like me. You're I'll, just, I'll just say that. You know, <laughs> I was the kid that they would probably, you know, call names. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, it just 
sometimes just right time, right place. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited for the next album. Yeah, definitely. That was a, um, great, a great one. Yeah, I think that was good. Uh, next podcast, we should talk about maybe two and time yeah. box it. I think that was actually really good. That was about 40 minutes with some extra tangents in there. Yeah. Um, also, uh, well, we'll probably launch a playlist before we even launch this. So Yeah, but if you haven't seen the playlist... Yeah. Uh, a lot of these songs will be put into a playlist. Maybe not Puddle of Mud, although... We mentioned it. We mentioned it. Okay. No, we won't put that in. I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> Don't kidding. ruin my yeah. playlist, yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> this is going to be a carefully curated playlist. Yeah. And we won't put Simple Plan in either. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. All right. All yeah. right. So should we end it? Yeah. Let's All right. Go. Well, thanks, Josiah. Uh, hugs. Thanks for listening to this band that I like. Yeah. I like.